0: You're listening to I Heard It on the 806, a podcast by John Bowers. As John's ministry began to grow, one by one, members of his home church began to cut ties with him because they disagreed with what the Holy Spirit was doing through his new Bible study. It was one thing for him to receive this rejection on a personal level, but when it began to negatively impact his wife and children, he started second-guessing what the Lord had called him to. After I had accepted the fact that God had called me into the ministry, after I had accepted the fact that it looked like I wasn't going to be a school teacher that I loved so much, I had just finished my master's degree and I was really looking forward to going back and because I had taught for three years in the, in the Eugene School District in Oregon. I loved the junior high-age kids. I love the whole thing about just being with them. And now I'm being called into a ministry, which means I have to lay down the school, pick up a church, and that, that's not what I wanted. That's just not what I wanted. But I knew again God's voice, and His voice was, trust me and I'll give you something better than this school. So I confessed to the fact that God's way is going to be my way. And I accepted the fact that he called me to be a pastor. Now, after I received the baptism of God's Holy Spirit, there was chaos in my family because they were all conservative Christian church believers. And they didn't believe in the power of God's Holy Spirit. They thought that, that all the miracles and all the wonders and all the signs ended during the apostolic era. And so when the Bible was completed, they said they believed that's what was complete. And I said, oh, Jesus is what's complete. And when I found the baptism of God's Spirit and came alive, and you can read about it, and I heard it on the 806, came alive and asked the Holy Spirit to come out of the basement of my heart because I'll no longer be ashamed of Him. Boy, did He ever. Did He ever. But, oh, there was a price to be paid. Because my father had disowned me then because he was so ashamed of the fact that I had received the baptism of the Holy Spirit I was teaching a class at the Harrisburg Christian Church, and it went from 8 to 220. And we had filled up all the classroom that they had given us, the largest classroom, and went into the auditorium. I mean, it was bedlam. It was chaotic because all I was doing was teaching out of the New Testament, reading the red, and preaching out of the red, or teaching out of the red, and people were coming. They were coming, and it was really interesting when they would finish Sunday school, they'd, they'd go home. They wouldn't stay for church. Well, it, it caused a real buzz amongst the elders. And so, long story short, I was dismissed from the church as a Sunday school teacher and uh, said it was best that I just simply move on, which I did. But remember, I, I was born and raised in a small community there in Harrisburg, and everybody knew me. Everybody knew me. And everybody was amazed as to what had happened in my life. They, they were aware of what was going on in the Christian church in the, in the Bible study that I was teaching at Sunday school. And so as I left the church, God said, go to the barn and I'll send people to the barn, your barn, and you'll start teaching them. Well, the barn filled up. And we'll tell you more about what happened after that. But the crossroads of my life happened at that season. We'd go to the Safeway store. My wife would go to the Safeway store with the kids. And we had two little ones at that time. And as she's going down the Safeway aisles, other Christian church people and other people in the community would see her and turn and go the other way. She could handle that. I'd come home and she would say, well, I, I had this happen to me today and I, I had this happen to me today. And we had become more and more strangers in our own city. But the Bible study continued to grow. And it was growing from people from all the different communities. They were coming from Halsey and Shed and Brownsville and some from Junction City and some from Eugene and Springfield, some as far away as Lebanon. I mean, we were drawing from a, a large radius of a populace. And so the, immediately the Bible study hit up to 40 and we were running out of room in the barn. And my wife was handling everything well until I got home one day and she was bent over the kitchen sink and was crying. And I walked in. And I was hanging on by a thread because it was really difficult to be so disliked and so dishonored in your own community. And I walked in and I said, honey, what's the matter? And she turned around and the sorrow on her face broke my heart. I said, what happened? She said, well, your mom called and said, Lena Gay, it's one thing for you and John to take this route you're taking, but what about my grandkids? And that, that broke my wife. What about my grandkids? It was the devil's attack. It was the devil's scheme to get me to stop. And he knew the only way I'd stop and quit and throw in the towel if my wife would turn against me also, because she was my last support system. The people coming to the Bible study, they didn't know what what was going on other than just receiving the word of God. They were getting saved. There was healings taking place. It was church. It was wonderful. But, but they weren't my support factor. I only had one left. I didn't have any elders. I didn't, I didn't have anybody that would stand in the gap for me because remember, all my elders and my friends asked me to leave. And when I saw her face, I realized I'm at a crossroads and this is it. I can't do this anymore. I quit. I'm going to support her. We're, we're going to do something, but I, I'm not going to do this. And I started weeping From the depths of my heart, from the belly of my soul, I started weeping and I couldn't quit. And it scared Linda Gay. And she came around. I was, I'd plop myself down at the coffee table. She came over and she grabbed both cheeks in her hands and she put her nose right up on my nose. And she said, John Bowers, stop. I couldn't. She shook me, squeezed my cheeks again. I can still feel the. Nail prints going into my cheeks. She says, John Bowers, now you listen to me. And in my sobs, I listened intently. And she says, from now on, where you go, I'll go. What you say, I'll listen and I'll okay. I'll bless you because I know God's called you. Forgive me for doubting. I grabbed her and the crossroads sign was vivid go with god don't resign don't quit now start the road start the journey that's going to lead you to miracles and nations start the road start traveling down the road of great success for god's kingdom there'll be chuckles along the way there'll be bumps there'll be bruises there'll be setbacks but don't stop now this is your first test So my helpmate saved the church, saved God's kingdom in my life, saved the miracles that were yet to come, saved all the salvations that were yet to come. It was my wife, Linda Gay, on that beautiful day, told me, from now on, where you go, I'll go. Oh, to have such a helpmate. Oh, to have such a one that would stand with you. And now she stands with me, 58 years later, still rejoicing, still supporting me, still saying, where you go, I'll go. I praise God for her. I'm thankful for her. She was God's gift. And I exalt the name of Jesus over her today. You've been listening to the I Heard It on the 806 podcast with John Bowers. Make sure you don't miss an episode by subscribing wherever you listen. To learn more about John Bowers, this podcast, and to find out how you can get a copy of his new book, I Heard It on the 806, go to IHeardItOnThe806.com. This has been an Avenue 153 production.